You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio, where you get the transparency you deserve. Your host, Brian J. Decker, has 35 years of finance and investing experience and is the CEO of Decker Retirement Planning. He's also the author of The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement, and has been featured in several major news publications, including Forbes, Newsmax Finance, The Street, and many more. Welcome back. We're glad you're joining us today. I'm Clayton Bradshaw. With me is Brian Decker. Um, today, we're going to be talking about our risk investment options that we, that uh, just generally speaking, what are the options? Because I think with a lot of people, as you go and invest, we talked about the distribution plan. We talked about the principal guaranteed options. Um, and so that takes up a large portion of, of, of folks' plans as they head into retirement, as far as we're concerned. But there is still an aspect. We want to make sure that people can still have a long-term growth account, an account that's going to be uh, get some exposure to the stock market. So we're going to be uh, talking and going through all of the options that we can think of that are out there. Um, can, can, I throw, can I throw some out? Yeah. We're going to talk about Warren Buffett's strategy. We're going to talk about covered calls. We're going to talk about indexing. Uh, we're going to talk about variable annuities, real estate, mutual funds, bond funds, ETFs, oil and gas partnerships, commodities, futures, options, foreign exchange, and stocks. So we're gonna we're gonna go through all that today. Now, as I as I sit here, I'm I'm obviously you're listening to Brian Decker. He's the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning. He has been in the industry for over 35 years, so he has seen it all. He's he's been around. He he knows the uh, the ins and outs of of the strategies we're going to be talking about today. Um, and as retirees, as they approach retirement, one of the strategies we've seen is this, this, and we'll get more into detail on this, but we see this buy and hold strategy where you're, you're in accumulation mode. And as you accumulate your wealth, that's the goal. You're dollar cost averaging your funds in every two weeks or every month with your paycheck and you're saving and you can take those market drops. But when you're retired, we feel that it is, um, it's the most important thing a retiree can do for their financial benefit is to switch to a distribution strategy. And a distribution strategy puts some of your assets into principal protected accounts. So those are those are accounts that can't lose money when the stock market drops. Um, but we feel that it's important that some of your funds should still be uh, at risk, as we say. When we say at risk, we're just talking it can go up or down as far as the stock market goes. So we're going to be going into details on this. But when someone uses a distribution strategy, the reason that we are so passionate about that is because we feel that it gives a chance for a retiree to, it gives them the best chance for success in retirement as far as their finances are concerned. So Brian, why don't you kick us off? Let's start talking about the strategies that uh, generally most people run into as kind of typical investment strategies. Okay. So when we talk about big picture, let's tee it up. Uh, Risk reduction is, there's three parts to it. One is quantitative. So quantitatively, a lot of people uh, come to us at Decker Retirement Planning and they'll have 60, 70% of their investable assets exposure to the markets. That's way too much. And so what we do is quantitatively, we recommend someone in their early 60s have approximately 25, 30% risk exposure. Would you agree with that, Clayton? That's what we normally have for, um, okay. Yeah, that's typically what it works out to be when we um, when we drop the plans. Everyone's a little bit different, but that's about what it works out to be for a lot of folks. Let's say it's 25%. So the genius of distribution planning is this. 
In the first 20 years, you have 75% of your assets that are principal guaranteed that are laddered, kicking your income back to you over 20 years. That allows in 20 years for your risk account to grow and replace the starting balance. If you're starting with 1.2 million, uh, you take a, a 25% of that and then it grows in 20 years and gives you a reset of your starting balance. If you started with 1.2, you have 1.2. It's risk money, so it's not guaranteed. Right. But we can. That's what we uh, we normally see. So, in other words, it sounds like you're you're saying that the the principal protected accounts those come out as income and get spent down over a couple of decades, typically, and then the risk bucket that's that long term got that long term horizon. That's the one that grows while the others are being spent down. So it's 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 there to kind of offset that uh, that expenditure. Right. And there's a couple of important things in that in that structure. One is when the markets crash every seven or eight years, like they historically have, um, it doesn't affect our clients because they have principal guaranteed accounts that they're drawing their income from. In contrast, if you have a pie chart and you've got all your money at risk with diversified mutual funds, then yeah, you're, that's a life changer to have the markets drop 40 plus percent. And now you're drawing your income from that account after it's already dropped. That's, that's, that's lethal um, in retirement. So the first thing is quantitatively, we reduce risk. The second thing to further reduce risk is we discuss the strategies that we have that are available to choose from. So we're going to talk about, um, we can't say all because there's some weird stuff out there that people invest in, like ostrich farms. We're not going to talk about ostrich farms today, <laughs> uh, but we will talk about variable annuities, bond funds, ETFs, oil and gas, stocks, foreign exchange, futures, options, commodities, mutual funds, and real estate. So we'll hit the biggest ones here. What we're looking for when uh, we set up a standard of what we want in place for risk for our clients is two things. One, track with the S&P when the markets go up. It's a very high bar. According to Vanguard, 85% of money managers and mutual funds underperform the S&P every year. Number two, protect principal when the markets drop. And who does that? Who do you know that in 2008 made money? That is what we at Decker Retirement Planning are looking for. Those two things. Track with the S&P when the markets go up and protect principal when the markets go down. So the first, first, one on our, first two on our list that we have, Clayton, easily are the worst investments out there, in my opinion. Sure. I mean, you chime in, but bond funds, those are at-risk investments. There's no principal guaranteed with a bond fund. A bond fund is negatively correlated to the stock market, meaning that there are times when the markets go down and there's a flight to safety into bonds, so bond prices go up. Um, that's the hope. But right now, with interest rates so low, what makes it very difficult in a 60-40 blended portfolio, 60% of your account February and March of last year is losing 30%, and your 40% in the meantime is earning almost nothing so the fact that it goes up and protects you during that five-week period isn't enough over a market cycle of seven or eight years. Imagine seven or eight years of you, lose, of you making nothing on 40% of your portfolio. That now is new information that keeps a 60-40 blended, 
historically great idea, but not anymore, not when interest rates are this low. Right. And keep in mind for our listeners, as we go through this um, these this list that we've got of, of options for a risk portfolio, if you want to learn more about them and how they can impact you or how they work in a distribution plan or what some alternate strategies are, maybe you just prefer reading instead of listening to things, I hope you go check out our website. It's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. We've got a free ebook that you can download. Um, and it'll talk more about distribution planning in general and how um, how a, an income plan works. So again, I hope I encourage you to go to our website. It's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book to learn more. So in your, if, if you're keeping track, keeping score, we would check off bond funds and disqualify them. They don't keep track with the S&P when the markets go up and they don't protect principal um, well, they do some. They do protect principal when the markets go down. But because they don't track with the S&P when the markets go up, they're out of here. Um, now let's talk about variable annuities. We don't like variable annuities. Because um, the, there's, there's a saying in the industry that variable annuities aren't bought, they're sold. Meaning? That it's when someone goes in there, if they knew what they were getting, they wouldn't actually purchase one of these. That's why that we say that they're sold because there are brokers that push these on people that sell them um, be, for the benefit that the broker gets, not for the, because they're not giving the right benefit to the individual. Correct. Okay. So variable annuities don't meet our tests because of all the fees that hamstring them from tracking with the S&P, which they don't do. And they go down further than the markets because of all their fees. Here's their fee structure. Normally, there's a 5 to 7% commission to the broker out of your principal right up front when the markets go down. The broker gets paid a fee every year you own it. So do the insurance companies and so do the mutual fund companies. Three layers of fees that usually adds up to, again, another 5 to 7% per year before you make a dime. We don't like them. We don't use them. And we warn you to stay away from variable annuities being used in your portfolio. Um, we think that there's other options when it comes to guarantees or protecting principal. That's our opinion. So we stay away from variable annuities. No, they don't track with the S&P when the markets go up and they don't protect principal when the markets go down. They're out of there. They're fired. Um, real estate. Real estate, there's three ways to buy real estate. One is, can you imagine if... In your IRA, you bought um, residential real estate. That would be prohibitively expensive because of um, the transaction fees, usually 5 to 8% for a real estate agent. And no, real estate has done well, but it doesn't keep up with the S&P and it doesn't protect principal when the markets go down. So we would reject residential real estate as an option. But the second option are REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. Real Estate Investment Trusts are available for different geographic areas and types of real estate. So you can have commercial real estate, office buildings, you can have um, apartment, multifamily, uh, you can have uh, government buildings, police, you can have all different types. You can have malls, retail. You can have all kinds of real estate in an all kinds of ge uh, geographic locations. Do, do real estate investment trusts track with the S&P? Well, sometimes they do. And do real estate protect principal, REITs protect principal when the markets go down? 
the average REIT in 2008 was down 70%. So no, they don't do that. They cycle with the rest of the market. So we would cross that off. Um, however, the third way to buy real estate is through uh, a two-sided strategies. So there's a, a strategy where they're trend-following real estate managers. When the markets trend up, you're long real estate market. You make money as the markets go up, and then they have a way to go to cash and protect principal when the markets go down. At DECA Retirement Planning, we know who those managers are. We'd monitor them. They're very good, but they're not beating the current managers that we have, so we're not using them. So instead of Xing out real estate, we just are monitoring the two-sided strategies there. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a potential option depending on how it's used. As far as is REITs, REITs have their own kind of swarm of issues that go around with them, and and buying individual properties has its own own kind of issues as well. So it's a it's a potential option when it comes to how we would use um, or if we would use real estate. Um, so okay. let's let's jump on to the next one. Okay. Next one is mutual funds. So we've had. Most people have grown up with mutual funds. This is a common account where people invest in a sector or with a manager or with a country. There's different variations. But the mutual funds, 85% of money managers and mutual funds don't beat the S&P when the markets go up. And they don't protect principal when the markets go down. However, there's a subcategory of mutual funds that we've kept our eye on and we've invested in in the past, and they're called sector rotation funds. Here's how these work. In 2001 and 02, when the S&P and the markets and particularly technology funds were getting hammered, um, sector rotation funds were out of uh, tech and into things that were going up. That's a simple way of how these work. Whatever is going up. Technically, these are relative strength scoring funds where whatever is going up comes on the radar and a, a rules-based manager, usually computer models, will allocate funds to, in 2000, 01 and 02, the sectors that were going higher, such as gold, silver, energy, um, uh, medical, biotech, uh, all of those were going higher during 2001 and 02. So we're monitoring those funds. We're not Xing them out. We've used them in the past, but they're not beating the current managers that we have. Anything sure. else on mutual funds? No, I think that's it. And we are going to go to just a quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. Are you expecting a pension? Which option can put the most money in your pocket every month? Want to learn how you can squeeze an additional $100,000 out of your Social Security? We know how to do this at DECA Retirement Planning. We can show you proprietary strategies that can maximize your income and can minimize your taxes. Call now for your free review. Call 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030. Or come see us at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm Clayton Bradshaw. With me is your host, Brian James Decker. He is the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning. He's been in the industry for over 35 years. He's the author of The Decker Approach, A Common Sense Approach to Retirement Planning. He's been featured in various news outlets, including Forbes and News Street, among others. Um, so we were talking, we've been talking about risk investment options, and we're going to continue on by talking about commodities. Commodities. 
We've talked about bond funds. We've talked about variable annuities, real estate, mutual funds. So we're going down our list and commodities is next. So Brian, tell us about commodities. Okay. Commodities are the biggest market in the world. It includes agricultural, energy, um, precious metals. It's, it's vast. Biggest market in the world by far. If you are um, a speculator in the commodities market, you represent about 7% of that market. 93% of the, those that invest and use commodities market are hedgers. So for example, if let's say Clayton, you're Boeing and you sell um, Japan um, $3.5 billion worth of airplanes, uh, you have to hedge the currency and you have to hedge the um, materials or else if the currency goes against you and the materials price goes against you and your profit margins 10%, you're now working for free. Sure. So 90, 93% of the commodities market is there for hedging. Um, but it is a big, so the speculators in this market, we, uh, another advantage of the commodities market is the precious metals widely used in our strategy also for gold and silver as a, diversification tool to equities. Commodities are negatively correlated to equities, meaning that what makes commodities go up makes gold and silver or makes uh, stocks go down and vice versa. So in the commodities market, um, I've never seen a manager, a commodities manager with numbers to make it even on the database, not just not even on the database. They, that's, they're so, they're that, so far off. It, it, yeah. The speculators do not have a consistent track record of positive returns. However, there are some two-sided strategies with gold and silver that not only do we track, but we use. Average annual returns for gold and silver are high enough on a two-sided strategy, meaning when we say two-sided, we mean that these are computer models that when the markets trend higher, you're long gold and silver. When the markets trend lower, um, you are buying inverse ETFs, exchange traded funds that allow you to make money as the price of gold and silver go down. As we are doing this recording today, it's kind of unusual, but we are short gold, long silver. Guess what's happening today? Gold is going down, silver is going up. Our managers are very good. Yeah. Um, but that's the commodities market. We track it, we watch it. There are some two-sided computer trend following models that are very good. Not only do we track them, we use them. Next one um, is futures and options. So futures are a leveraged way to buy commodities. So you can have 10x, 30x, sometimes 100x leverage to where in, if you have a dollar of commodities that you want to buy and you put up one penny, you your one penny can control 100 pennies of whatever it is, huge leverage. You better be right because with 100 to one leverage, you can lose a lot of money very quickly. So the futures um, markets are, we monitor them. There's one manager uh, out, of um, out of Washington DC who is the 800 pound gorilla in managed futures. He's very good, we've used him before. We know who the players are, but they're not consistent enough for us to keep using them. Does that make sense? So um, that's all I want to say about futures. 
options, I want to spend a few minutes on this because there's different ways to buy options. There's naked, totally speculative buying calls and puts. There's spreads. And then there's covered call options. Um, I'm going to say this kind of quickly. And you, Clayton, you respond and you de-technicalize, if that's a word, <laughs> the, 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 the information. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. And by the way, if something's not working, it's probably a good idea that you stop doing it when we get into the options market. I, I'll never forget this quick story. In 1986, um, we were having training in Minneapolis. Uh, this was January of 86. And it was time for our trainer to teach 30 of us in uh, Minneapolis about uh, the options market. And he got in front of us and said, all right, class, it's time for us to learn about options. Um, and then he said, imagine, and he used his right foot and he flicked open the plate that, that you plug in uh, different things in the, the floor plate, right? The, the floor plate. Yeah. And he said, imagine that that's a rat hole. And he took off his tie. He took the car keys out of his pocket and he starts throwing everything down the rat hole, his tie, his keys, his wallet, um, his glasses. I mean, everything went down the rat hole and with vain popping passion, he says that's stock options. If any of your clients ever want to invest in stock options, tell them, uh, to write you a $5,000 check. That was back when commissions were big and that you just saved them $300,000 in losses. He just went off. He says, I've been in the business 30 years. I've never seen someone make money in a 12 month period in using stock options. This is naked calls and puts. He, he just went off. It made an impression in to me. I will tell you that I have, um, I've been in the business 36 years and I never one time have met someone, worked with someone, heard about someone that made money in the stock options market. Right. Not naked. When I say naked, I don't mean naked. I mean um, speculative buying calls and puts without. Right. Without a, actually owning, having a covered, a covered purchase of it where you own the stock before you're buying right. or selling it. Right. Right. Now, we, we went into this very seriously. Um, uh, there was a guy, gosh, I got to remember the guy's name. He was in Seattle, early nineties. He, he was, he touted, he, you could spend $5,000, join his class. And he would tell you how you could make millions in the, uh, options market. He went to prison. Sure. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. Because I just want to say there's different levels of investing. There's, there's investing, there's speculation and then there's options. I mean, that's how low, no, let me say that again. There's investing, there's speculation, there's casinos, and then there's options. Then there's options, one level below casinos. And if anybody, I think um, in meeting with folks, I've had folks that are like, oh, I'm gonna make a killing on options trading and I'm gonna go get into some whatever and somebody's gonna, they're gonna, I'm gonna pay them $5,000 and buy all their stuff. and. I'm going to make a killing on options. If anybody wants to see how detrimental options can be, go, Reddit's been big in the news, and there's that Wall oh, Street. Yes. There's that Wall Street bets subreddit. It's just a little chat room for all the uh, for all the conversations about 
investing and that's been big in the news with Robin Hood and the whole deal with GameStop and AMC. If any, if you've been even looking remotely at the Wall Street Journal or any kind of financial publication out there in the last three or four weeks. But uh, if you want to see how detrimental these that options can be, go look at uh, at Wall Street bets because you can see people will lose tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in the course of about a week because they the it's stock ten, it's 10x leverage. Yeah, the stock went the wrong direction. Um, and in Robinhood for a while, I don't know if they've sorted this out or not, but they had a they had a uh, a workaround in their system that you could take and lever up your margins so your credit that you're borrowing from Robinhood uh the the concept was infinitely but I remember I, I read an article about a journalist who had done it 25 times just to see what he how far he could go and he, you can see how fast I mean there are people that I've seen post that they would say hey I put my 401k into this or I put my life savings into this because I'm going to retire as soon as I can and then it goes the wrong way and they're Fifty, hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars that they had saved up is gone in the blink of an eye. And I saw someone that had lost ninety nine point nine six percent of their portfolio. They were left with less than two hundred dollars. It was because like, of the leverage. Because of yeah, because of the leverage and because of the options trading that they, trading that they were doing. Because they were getting in and buying and selling things that they never owned, and it sunk them real quick. So if you want to do some research, I just remember the guy's name in Seattle in the early 90s. His name is Wade Cook. Um, he went to prison. He was a schemer, scammer, liar, and he took advantage of people to get their 5000 to sign up. He, he wasn't making money. Um, the other two, I want to uh, just cover the other two types of options. I'll never forget this, another quick story. I was sitting in the back, uh, Drexel Burnham. Uh, this was in 1988. Eight, and they were explaining covered calls to us as an office. And after they, they said, you buy the stock, you sell the call, you create a synthetic dividend for yourself of two or 3%, uh, and it comes due every quarter. You do that three times a year, two times three, uh, two or 3% multiplied by four is a great return. Um, that was the philosophy. However, um, I raised my hand in the back and I said, so tell me what I'm missing here. You're buying a call or you're buying the stock, selling the call against it. If the stock goes up, you, you deliver the, the, the stock. But if the stock goes down, you have no downside protection. Um, how does that make any sense? And the room was silent. And we've tracked this. In fact, um, remember the, what we're tracking is, are there years that a covered call strategy would beat the S&P and protect principal in the down market? And the answer is no and no. In 20 years, 21 years now, <clears throat> there's one year and that's 2015 when S&P was flat, um, stocks and bonds, commodities, all were flat that year. One year in 21 years that a covered call strategy has beat the S&P. So that makes no mathematical sense for us to use it. And so we don't use it. Um, then on spreads. Uh, oh, by the way, on covered calls, here's how seriously we took it. At Decker Retirement Planning, we, we decided, this is before Decker Retirement Planning. This is on my own. In the late 90s, we had we subscribed to a computer program that looked uh, at the high, the stocks with the most theta or the most call premium, we bought the stock, sold the call. Even then, 
we still couldn't beat the S&P when the markets went up or protect principal when the markets go down. So we would reject under rules that we've talked about tracking with the S&P when the markets go up and protecting principal when the markets go down. One more quick story on options and then we'll move on. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, before we do that, if anyone wants to learn more, please go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Again, that's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. We've got a lot of great resources for free that you can download and read through, especially a book um, called The Decker Approach, A Safer Approach to Retirement. Um, we hope you check us out and we'll be right back in a few minutes. Welcome back. We're glad you're joining us. If you're just joining us, uh, I'm Clayton Bradshaw. With me is your host, Brian Decker. He is the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning. He has been in the investment and finance industry for 35 years. Uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He's written a book. He's the author of The Decker Approach, A Common Sense Approach to Retirement Planning. If you want to download that book, you can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book. We've also got some other free resources on our website at Decker Retirement Planning um, that you can go and download and check out. We've got a sample of a distribution plan, some other helpful materials, um, and you can subscribe as well to, uh, to the podcast if you want to be able to listen to our show on demand. Um, but we've been talking about risk investment options and what options can you put in your portfolio. Um, obviously, we're retirement planners and we specialize in dealing with retirees. So we use at our firm a, a distribution approach, distribution strategy. And that is where you draw income from a principal protected source. But part of that still requires that you've got some, uh, some money in the stock market that can go up and down. So you have some long-term um, growth in that account. And that's what we've been talking about is the options. So we've talked about bond funds, variable annuities, real estate, mutual funds, commodities. Um, we just talked about futures. We're going to wrap up our conversation on options before we carry on to foreign exchange, talking about individual stocks, oil and gas partnerships, and last ETFs. And then we're going to talk about two-sided strategies and how that contrasts to some other popular strategies that are out there. So, Brian, if you want to finish up the conversation on options for us, what else were we missing on options? Yeah, one quick story that I thought was interesting, and it goes along with the, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. There was a guy who, um, a friend of ours in Seattle, he was at a party with us and um, he said, hey, you got to contact these guys out of um, Salt Lake City they run option spreads on Apple stock. They have butterfly spreads. And so um, this guy has never had a losing, and I was waiting for a year or a quarter. Sure. He said, losing day. And I said, you had credibility before, but you don't anymore. Nobody, and he says, no, 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 no. Red flags should be going up all over the place whenever anybody says, I've never had a losing day. Yeah, and so he said, no, he buys the stock and then he doesn't just place the the legs of the spread on all at once. He has a, a, um, a, a program that allows him, an algorithm that allows him, and I go, oh, whatever, okay, we'll give you, $30,000 will test you out. So that was like in June of, and I think it was like 2005. So at the end of, no, 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 it was 2015. So at the end of 2015, I called him and I said, what's our 30,000 worth? And he said, 120,000. And I said, really? Your guys still have never had a losing day? And he said, yep. And I said, 
send me the money. And he said, what? I just told you, you got four bagger, four X on your money. I said, yeah, I don't believe it's possible. I want to see if the check clears. So he sends the check back, check cleared, stunned. And then in March of 2016, we got an email from the Securities and Exchange Commission saying that this guy was a total fraud. He's in prison now and he hurt a lot of people and we had to disgorge all our gains and write him a check for $90,000 because that was someone else's money. We were lucky to not lose our money. Right. But I'm just saying... If it's when it comes to the equity strategies out there, you're going to see all kinds of things. We've been in doing this for 36 years. We've seen it, been there, done that. And we almost got nailed, but we didn't because we believe that too good to be true applied here. Right. And with this, as we mentioned that we that is that we put thirty thousand dollars with this individual, this goes to it speaks to a bigger point. We've we use company funds, our own funds, not client funds, to vet new managers and new investment options. And so this is something that this is just part of our due diligence that we do to protect all of our clients against something that that like that, that can happen. Because we always want to make sure that we take the toe dip, that we test the waters to make sure that our clients, that the strategies that we we do incorporate and that we are comfortable using them, we're not going to, we're not going to, tell our clients, hey, this is a great investment option if we're not willing to invest in it ourselves already and have seen the the benefit of it. Good point. We would never put our client money in options market. Okay. Next one is foreign exchange. Again, the two-sided, the two-step rule is, does foreign exchange track with the S&P when the markets go up and protect principal when the markets go down? Foreign exchange is the other world's currencies, the Canadian loonie, the Mexican peso, the European euro, the um, Japanese yen, the Chinese yuan, all of those different world currencies track with um, in their own separate ways and reflect the confidence worldwide of different countries in their ability to pay back their debt, among other things. So long story short, we track a couple of managers that are very good at two-sided strategies on foreign exchange. We wouldn't X them out. We know who they are, they're good, but they're not beating the current managers that we have. Now I've saved the best for last. I'm salivating to go through the last two. By the way, I should mention ETFs, exchange traded funds, brilliant invention about 21 years ago. They allow investors to buy the S&P instead of buying 500 different stocks, you can buy the SPY among others that allow you to buy indexes like you buy stocks very efficiently, very affordably. And you can buy sectors in the market, GLD for gold, SLV for silver, SUN for, I think that's solar, um, OIL for, guess what OIL is for? <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Yeah, so that's energy. Anyhow, it allows you to buy into sectors of the market and diversify your portfolio brilliantly because of the invention of ETFs. We like them. We use them in our portfolio strategies we have with our managers, ETFs, exchange traded funds. Okay, now this is where I've, we've X'd out all of them except for the last two stocks. Now, I'm going to save the biggest one for last, but stocks, there's generally speaking three ways 
the most popular ways to invest in the stock market. One is indexing. This is where instead of paying a manager to underperform the S&P every year, you buy the SPY for three huge reasons. One, you buy the SPY because you're diversified of 500 different, some of the best companies in the world. Number two, you, for performance reasons, you're beating 85% of money managers and mutual funds. Number three is fees. There's 0.04%, four basis points in fees on the SPY, and so it's almost free. Why wouldn't we use indexing on the risk managers that we use at Decker Retirement? One reason, no downside protection. So when the markets took their hit, if, if uh, you put $100,000 in the SPY January 1 of 2000, it took until August of 2014 for you to see that 100000 again. If you put 100000 in the markets January 1 of 1929, it took 18 years to get your money back. Why do I use those two years? Is because the price earnings ratios normally... Um, rotate between 8 and 12 on the downside, 18 and 20 on the upside. We're over 30 times earnings, which are equaled only in 1929 and 1999. So we're at market valuations where if you're an indexer, if and history repeats, it's going to be a long time before you see your uh, a gain in your portfolio over 10, 15 and some say 20 years. But and that's. I want to add real quick, Brian, if anyone, because this is a pretty popular strategy yep. just to index and go buy an ETF and hold on for the ride. Um, if anybody wants to learn about how this compares and contrasts, uh, how this strategy of buy and hold compares and contrasts with the two sided models that we've talked about, and if you want to learn more about those two sided models, please give us a call. You can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. We've got our number on the website. It's 833-707-3030. That number is 833-707-3030. You can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com and you can schedule an appointment. We can do just a a 15, 30-minute call for free to go over um, this strategy, the two-sided strategy, compare it to the buy and hold strategy so you can see which is a better fit for you and we can help talk you through the the pros and cons of of both okay so that's one is indexing the other is the warren buffett method philosophy of buying good quality stocks and owning them for decades the problem with that is twofold one you have no downside protection warren buffett gets a salary so if the markets go down he still gets his salary when you're retired you don't get your salary and so you're drawing income from stocks that have just taken a 30, 40, 50% hit. And that will change your lifestyle in retirement. We don't recommend that. But the second problem is actually the biggest problem. In our economy, we have something called creative destruction. Creative destruction is the advancement of new technology to replace old technology. I'll give you a few examples. So when I became a stockbroker in the mid 80s um, there we called AT&T the grandmother stock because they raised their dividend every year they had a monopoly on telephones there was a phone book 
And even when the, they broke up the baby bells, we just bought the whole, all of them, um, because it was a monopoly until late 1990s when they created the cell phone. And when they created the cell phone in 18 months, AT&T lost 70% of their value and um, be, had to re-identify themselves as a wireless company. Um, another example is what you're seeing happening right now to retail. Imagine buying, following the Warren Buffett method of buying good quality stocks and owning them for decades, and you own good quality stocks such as J, uh, J.C. Penney's and Kmart and Sears and Nordstrom's and Macy's that are getting hammered right now because of Amazon's business model. Another example, the, the bluest of the blue chips, uh, General Electric. Jack Welch talked about uh, the kind of management company that was second to none. Well, three years ago, city uh, the um, state of Kansas wanted more information on General Electric's um, financials, and they looked more like Enron than they did anything that Jack Welch was purporting. So General Electric is down 70% in the last two years. We would highly recommend that you not take those additional risks of in, in your stock market risk of uh, having no downside protection and also um, having uh, the risk that your new technology be replaced with uh, or the old technology be replaced with new technology. So we would say that it doesn't match what we're looking for of consistency of returns of beating the S&P when the markets go up and downside protection. The last one is what we do. I'm going to save that one for last. So I'm going to go to, if it's okay, Clayton, I'm going to hit the, the by far the most popular retirement strategy in the stock market is the dividend strategy. So we're going to go to a quick break before we jump into this. Um, again, if anybody wants to learn more, please go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. You can download our book for free. We've got some other educational materials on there for you to continue doing your research and learning more about how you want to approach your retirement. So we'll be right back. Are you expecting a pension? Which option can put the most money in your pocket every month? Want to learn how you can squeeze an additional $100,000 out of your Social Security? We know how to do this at DECA Retirement Planning. We can show you proprietary strategies that can maximize your income and can minimize your taxes. Call now for your free review. Call 833-707-3030. That's 833-707-3030. Or come see us at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm Clayton Bradshaw. With me is your host, Brian Decker. He is the owner and founder of Decker Retirement Planning. He's been in the industry for 35 years. Uh, he is a wealth of knowledge with finance and investing. Uh, he's written a book. He's the author of The Decker Approach, A Common Sense Approach to Retirement Planning. If you want that more information on that, you can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com slash book, and you can download that ebook for free. And we hope you check it out. Um, we've been talking today about risk investment options. Uh, in other words, these are the options that you that alternatives to just being in the stock market. And, and coincidentally, we are talking now about stocks. We've talked foreign exchange and we've talked futures and options, commodities, mutual funds, real estate, variable annuities, bond funds. So we've gone through 
a wealth of information today. And we're finishing talking about the common stock strategies. So, Brian, do you want you to kick us off? I believe we're talking about the dividend strategy. Right. And this by, is by far the most popular is stock investment strategy among people in retirement. So they'll come into the office and say, Brian, I don't care what the stock markets do, does. I just let the dividends roll right in. And I go, oh, really? And last guy that was uh, said that, his name was Mike. I said, Mike, pick out your favorite dividend stock. And he picked it out. It was XYZ. It paid 8% dividend. Now, I'm going to stop right there and say that we have two issues with the dividend strategy. One is perception. So let's play this game. And Clayton, I know you're very aware of the road that we're going to go down. Um, but right now, the 10-year treasury is yielding around 1%. So if you can get 3% on a dividend, that's better than one, right? Sure. And five is, if you can get 5%, that's better than three, right? Well, yeah, five is more than more than three. And there's seven percent that's out there right now. I feel like I'm acing my elementary math school school yep. test. So seven is more than five. Seven is better, right? Yep. And nine is available. Right. Let's do it. Okay. And you see where this is going? You know what? I'll skip to the end. Do you know that you can get an an Argentine, uh, one hundred year treasury bond for thirty eight percent right now? I checked it out. Hey, 38% from Argentina sounds like a steal of a, a deal. No, it's not. It's a terrible deal. <laughs> yeah. So so I I put this at the feet of Kiplinger and some of the other per periodicals that roll out the perception that the higher dividend yield is better. It's not. So I'll, I'll quickly tell the story of the problem that we had. Mike came into the office he said that his favorite dividend stock paid 8% was XYZ. So I took him to my computer and showed him that sure enough, XYZ stock pays a dollar dividend, which was 8% on the stock price. And then I said, now Mike, pay very close attention. I opened up the financials of XYZ and saw that um, they had EBITDA, earnings before interest dividends, taxes and amortization of not $1, but 80 cents. So they were borrowing to pay the dividend. And that's when the blood in Mike's face drained out and he saw for the first time, and he's a smart guy, um, he saw for the first time that 8% reflects high risk. So the people that are investing, they they never would do this. They, Clayton, the, the people that are investing in the, the dividend strategy think that the dividend is safe. Any dividend above four or 5% in today's environment probably is not safe. When you get into seven, eight, 9% plus, the expectation is that the dividend's gonna get cut. And if you've been in the dividend strategy and you've had a dividend cut, here's how this nightmare works. After market hours, so after the market closes, you get a, a news flash that XYZ cut their dividend to zero and the stock drops 30% and it opens the next day down 30%, you can't get a trade in. So you lose 30% on your principal and you can't really rationalize keeping XYZ because it doesn't pay a dividend anymore. So you take the hit and you buy something else. And just like it says on the shampoo, wash, rinse and repeat. I mean, that's, it just is going, if you're buying seven, eight, 9%, 
dividend stocks, it's going to keep happening. So it's, it sounds like you're saying that if that uh, the the percentage that a dividend stock should be paying is going to be somewhat relative to where interest rates are, and we are near a historic low interest rate time period. So with anything that's that's above 4%, you're getting into much more of a risky environment. That is what I'm saying. Okay. So perception is one problem. The second problem is downside protection. So um, when it comes to... And, and I'm going to jump in here real quick. This is a common theme for us is downside protection. As retirement planners, we feel that downside protection is one of the most important things a retiree should have in their portfolio as they're going into retirement. And that's why we focus on the strategies that we do. Correct. Okay. The When it comes to downside protection, there's two sectors. This is called concentration. There's two sectors that make up 90% of the dividends that are out there, the high dividends. One is real estate and the other is energy. Do Does the real estate market go down? Yes, we've already covered that. We've talked about how in 2008, the average REIT was down 70%. And by the way, REITs are canceling their dividends right now uh, in office because of COVID. People can find they found out that they can work at home, so those leases are not getting re, re, renewed, um, and and so commercial real estate is taking a hit, and retail real estate is taking a hit because of the closures of so there's so much damage that's happening right now because of Amazon. So this dividend strategy um, is getting hit because of real estate and also energy. So a year ago, a year ago, 2021 in March, something happened that's never happened before. The March contract of oil went negative by 35 bucks. That's never happened before. Um, that was a confluence of a whole bunch of events that happened at the same time. But can real estate cycle? Absolutely, yes. And real estate, I'm sorry, Real estate and energy both can cycle down and that will be at uh, and put those dividends at risk. So the last part of. And real quick, I want to jump in here, Brian. Again, for anyone listening, if you want to learn more information about these options and about what options you have for your portfolio as you're heading into retirement, maybe you've got a family member or a friend that uh, you want to share some of this information with. You can always go and subscribe to our podcast and you can get our radio show on demand or you can go to our website at DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. We've got a lot of great resources, including a free ebook called The Decker Approach, A Common Sense Approach to Retirement Planning. You can download that for free as well and share that. Um, but there's a lot of great information that can be found on our website. So again, we hope you check us out. It's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Now in the last few minutes we have, I'm going to very quickly describe how we invest for our clients. We are fiduciaries and we are a math-based company. So we go into the databases, the Wilshire database, largest database of money managers in the world, the Morningstar database, the largest database of mutual funds in the world, and a couple others that we look at. And we want to see four things. One, we want to see managers that have been through on the equity side at least 2008 so that they're proven in their uh we can see that they've been through a down market. Number two, they have to show net of fee returns. Number three, they have to be actual returns. They can, no hypothetical, no backtest. And number four is the most important. They have to have 
um, third-party verification of their portfolio performance. We gather the data and then we weed out the rest of the data with four filters. We get rid of the managers that are closed to new investors. They're not taking any new clients anymore. Number two, we get rid of the hedge funds because of their volatility and their uh, their algorithms sometimes just uh, implode and there's major problems. Number three, we get rid of the per account minimums of three, four, five million dollars. Those managers we get rid of. And then number four, we get rid of high beta. High beta is two or three X uh, leveraged NASDAQ funds or something like that. What's left, the six models that we use are mathematically the highest returning uh, models that are out there. And all of them are computer trend following models, rules based. So when the markets are going up, you are able to make money as markets go up. But as markets go down, they will automatically go to cash or buy inverse ETFs, allowing you to make money as markets go down. So we said all along that we're focused on two things uh, that we're looking for um, when it comes to the risk uh, space. Number one, track with the S&P. These six managers have beat collectively together. They've beat the S&P, I think, almost every year in the last 21 years. If, if not almost, if, if not all 21 years, maybe there's a couple years that we didn't quite beat them. But it's, it's very close. And, and real quick, for anyone that wants to see this information, we can show you the fact sheets on these managers. You just need to give us a call, 833-707-3030. We can do a free 15 to 30-minute phone call and go through all of the fact sheets that these managers share with us, we can share with you. Good point. So three things on these models. One, consistency of returns. Number two, all Six models together have never had a losing year, never. So protection of principle on the downside. That means 2008, we made, uh, the models were able to make money. Fourth quarter of 2018, when the markets dropped 20% very quickly, these were positive. Um, February and March of last year, five weeks, the markets dropped 32%. They were positive. Um, so protection of, of the downside. And the third thing we look for is um, negative correlation. So these, these models, there's three, um, there's four equity managers models and there's two, one gold and one silver. So none of, when one model has a bad year, the other models don't. And that's called negative correlation. That's an important part of diversification. Yeah. And again, I, I mentioned, obviously, the conversation that we're having to explain and talk about these managers <clears throat> can take a little bit longer than the time we've got left. But I encourage you, if you're listening, please give us a call. Our number is 833-707-3030. That number is 833-707-3030. We'd love to sit down. We can do a phone call with you, 15 to 30 minutes, and it's free. Um, just to talk through how these managers operate, what they do, what they're invested in. We can talk about their performance history. Um, again, these fact sheets that these managers share with us, we can share with you and we can talk about how we implement them 
here at Decker Retirement Planning. So again, that number is 833-707-3030. The thing, Brian, that I like about the conversation we've had is it goes to show our listeners the, the, the level of depth and research that we, that we go into when it comes to looking for the, the best retirement investment and product options possible for our clients. So we appreciate you joining us and we look forward to having you with us next week. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning.